Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I was joined by Gordon Downs of NYSHEX, and we talked all about restoring trust and reliability in global trade and how NYSHEX is really responsible for that. As a leader in two-way committed contracts, he fills us in on how neutral exchange unites shippers and carriers with a predictable, efficient, and accountable system for global commerce. It was a really interesting episode because we learned about how improving supply chain reliability will revolutionize the industry. If you missed it, don't worry. You can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com, the Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 276. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud, on-prem, and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today I'm joined by a face that you might recognize and we have an exciting announcement for all of you. Any idea who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after our poll of the week. So the question we asked you is, have you read any good books recently? 44% of you said, I need recommendations. 41% of you said, yes, and share below. 15% of you said, nothing good, dot, 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 yet. Well, the community came out in droves with all of their recommendations. So I highly recommend that you go and check out this particular post. Mike Bush, arriving today by Christopher Mims, was a great reminder of complexity of international shipping. Naomi, the school for good mothers. Felipe, imperfect leadership. Carrie Jean, the giver of stars by Jojo Moyes. Audrey said, I had an uncharacteristic pause on reading in the spring, but I'm back at it. Top choices are Stanley Chuchi reads Taste, My Life in Food, Two Trees Make a Forest, Detransition, A Baby by Tori Peters, Crow Winter by Karen McBride, and Son of Elsewhere by Elamine And Philip says, just started The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Kendall says, you should look at 
Inclusolytic, written by Victoria Mattingly. Um, Michael says, how does one in supply chain even have time to read a book? Lisa, The Naked Mind by Annie Gray. Sober entrepreneurs sell without selling out. The rarest advantage. Matt, just finished reading Breathless, which was my book of the month for last month. Benita, we are reading System Error. Love that. Andrew, a great read for global traders is Business Beyond Borders by Cynthia Deeren. So many amazing recommendations. I highly recommend that you go and check that post out. And thank you so much to everybody who participated in our poll of the week. We do ask you a question every single Wednesday morning. So definitely go and check it out. And we'll give you a shout out on our episodes. So now back to today's podcast and which familiar face supply chain expert is joining me today? Well, it's Jonathan Kempe from Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack. Jonathan founded Verify, a company in which software and hardware solutions are developed to solve global supply chain problems. It deploys technology that protects business, people, assets, and critical infrastructure, including professionals from over 30 different industries for better service. In today's show, I'm joined by Jonathan Kempe from Let's Talk Supply Chain, Asia Pack, as well as Verify, to discuss the workforce, how it's changed, a new mindset, and e-commerce. We also hear Jonathan discuss digital media media trends, and the labor gap between companies and workers. Even with all of that on the table, we have an announcement for ships as well. So stay tuned. And this is part one of a two-part series. So once you're done with this episode, they we are going to have part two over on Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack. But before we dive in and before I spill any more details, let's find out a little bit more about Jonathan. Jonathan talks about freight, logistics, supply chain, and technology. Not only is he the host of Let's Talk Supply Chain, Asia Pack has over 20 years experience as a technologist and systems administrator across a diverse array of roles. Globally, Jonathan lectures on topics such as IoT, biometrics, critical infrastructure protection, and satellite and supply chain trends. As host of Let's Talk Supply Chain, Asia Pack, Jonathan discusses technology's impact on supply chains and related industries regularly. As an entrepreneur who loves to work with like-minded entrepreneurs, Jonathan strives to reimagine the future by delivering solutions that positively transform the world for the better. So welcome to the show, Jonathan! Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Sarah. It has been a roller coaster and a journey. And here we are back again together, LTSC, from different parts of the world, clanging together once more into an amazing episode. It's great to see you. And thanks for having me on LTSC. It's great to have you here once again, and this is going to be a fun episode. We've got a lot to talk about. We even have an announcement to make. Plus, mm. this is only part one of a two-part series that everybody's going to want to check out because this story, yeah. this journey, what we've been on in the last probably, I, I want to say year, I don't mm. think it's been 18 months. I think it's only been a year. Yeah. And it's been crazy. And I can't wait to let yeah. everybody in because obviously, you know, we sort of put everything out there, right? Yeah. And yeah. I've been talking a lot about Let's Talk Supply Chain and Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack. And I'll mm. give you a hint because I've been talking about ships for a very long time too. And this mm. episode 
may or may not have anything to <laughs> do with an not. announcement for ships, but you'll have to wait till the end of the episode to hear what that's all about. So let's yeah. start by talking about where's the industry at right now? I mean, we've uh, come out of the pandemic, sort yeah. of. Yeah. We're seeing all sorts of disruptions. I think even just today I found out that CN is going on strike or people have walked out. And yep. that's just in Canada. Yeah. Inflation, you know, everybody's talking about inflation. Yeah. So many things that we're talking about right now. So where are we at? You're in Australia. I'm in Canada. I speak to people yeah. across North America. So uh -huh. where are we at in your part of the world? Well, uh, it's a good question, and you're quite right. The uh, did the disruptions after the pandemic? Did they ever stop? I don't know if they stopped. No, they just kept like going. Dominoes. It was like a rolling set of events <laughs> that had to, it had too much momentum behind it, and so yeah. sort of like your domino analogy, it pushed, and then the next one fell, and so on and so forth. And so we've had a period of time, and I think it's been earmarked by two things. We've had a continual period of disruption. But the thing which I think is interesting is that, and it's more tragic than it is interesting actually, is that all of the people involved in making supply chains function have barely been able to take a breath. Yep. And so if you think of pandemic disruptions to the supply chain as, as most consumers see it, like they go into a store and they'll see something missing, what they don't see but has become more prominent is all of the people in the background who haven't been able to stop and just gather their thoughts or take a breath after and during that pandemic time. It's been wild. And so my thoughts go out to all of those people from mm -hmm. the frontline workers to the backyard people who are just pulling the strings and orchestrating supply chains across the world who've had to push through this incredibly brutal time and just survive. And here they are now, you know, we're neck deep in 2022 or midway through the year. And when's it going to stop? Is it going to stop? Are we going to see anything beyond what we're seeing at the moment, which is inflation destroying certain economic conditions and creating all of its own drama and consumer behavior changing from services back to goods and then goods back to services and rolling problems with the congestion and now we've got ongoing discussions about excess capacity at the the carrier level and all these other things which are um, grabbing headlines but also pushing people to their limits yeah um, so it's been a, it's been an interesting time sure it's been a tough time i think for many people it's been really hard it's been yeah. really hard so and transitioning a, right i think the mindset I think people are thinking differently, not only mm. about supply chains, but about business, about themselves mm. personally, what mm. they want to get out of life, who they mm. want to work with and work for, how yeah. they want that to look like, and supply chains. What does yeah. that need to look like? What are the supply chains of the future? I mean, mm. just the other day on Thoughts and Coffee, um, I was talking about how Amazon just got a patent for a, um, a warehouse in the sky. They just wow. got granted this warehouse in the sky. And I mean, <laughs> you think about, and we've talked about space logistics or maybe mentioned space logistics. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you think like, that's like so far out. And <laughs> yeah, then Amazon right. comes in the back way with this like... Yeah patent on warehouse in the sky and they're going for a warehouse in the in the ocean 
as wow. well. And so as a supply chain professional, your mind just kind of whirs, right? Yeah, yeah, How is yeah. that going to work? How do we get cargo up there? They're going to deliver yeah. <laughs> drones, but they still need the product. And so yeah. what's that transit time? Where are they going to yeah. get come from? What's yeah. the end? What happens when they crash? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And there's, so there's so much innovation. There's so many things happening. Things are changing really, really quickly. Mm. And so I also think that just as human beings, we've really had to deal with a lot of change and get, you know, sort Mm. of comfortable with being uncomfortable and not really knowing all the answers and knowing what that looks like and sort of knowing where where we're going and being a little bit more flexible. Okay, well, if that's going to happen, maybe I can think about it this way, (laughs) you know, and if that doesn't work for you, transitioning into what you want that to look like, right? And so I I think that you bring up a really good point, but also, you know, how people are thinking about things. I think the other thing too is people coming together. Yeah. So I have traveled, I think, every single month of 2022 because people are getting back into conferences, Yeah. right? They're getting back to seeing each other, networking. It's an, it's a, added layer of stress really because we haven't Mm. seen each other in a couple of years but it's also an added layer of excitement and so when you and I were at TPM it was the first time that a group of us have really been together well first ever but really Mm. in like two years and walking down the hallway and just saying oh you know that's where so-and-so is or hey you know and not having to see them on zoom has i think also been very uplifting inspiring i think people have have needed this human connection that we've also seen in 2022 so yeah we've jam-packed a ton into the the first six months of 2022 and it's been a lot yeah it's uh, well it's been a lot and i think what you've mentioned there i think two things which are really interesting is the emerging technological transformation or the transformation of supply chains, not just in terms of people talking about it, but how they function. And you have to say, you have to give kudos to people who've been working at this for a long time because they've seen, like think of an industry professional who's been doing this for say 20 or 30 years. In the last two years, they've compressed about 20 years of change across 24 months. And you've got to go from, like, think of a traditional warehousing role, which was never really online. It wasn't sort of cloud-based. It didn't have an e-commerce front end and all of those things. These poor folk who've been doing this solidly, faithfully, and well for a long time have all of a sudden had to shift gear, like dramatically shift gear and say, well, hang on, I now need to understand everything there is to know about e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> I've got an online storefront. Like, what does that even mean? Um, and you, and I'm not trying to be patronizing there. I'm just illustrating the idea that if you've done something and you've got it to a level of proficiency and then it suddenly changes, that can be very difficult to accommodate. And these people have done it incredibly well across the board to move to this new normal. And secondly, yeah. what you mentioned about people, I think is really important. You've got this transformational technological change, sure, but supply chains are driven by people. And so when people come together and we had a great time at TPM, we met a whole bunch of people, it's interesting to note that the inefficiencies that people bring also brings incredible beauty and allows orchestration to happen because people solve problems. Technology helps, but people solve problems. And so I think it's been great to get back together and to see people and to 
start to foray out into conferences and to start to interact with others physically because I think that's the way we're supposed to exist. And I know that's how supply chains function well when people yeah. uh, work work closely together. Yeah, and you and I hosted TPM TV. And we created, we interviewed some amazing people that they had as Mm. speakers at TPM. And you and I really had a great time doing it. I think, you know, JOC and IHS Market um, were really happy with what we did. And you've been with Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack for about a year now. Where do you see the trend in media? How does media fit in? Because obviously through the pandemic, everything was digital, everything turned to digital. And so it was Mm. extremely important. And now we come through this transition and you've been in it, but also on the periphery for the last year, Mm. um, sort of seeing how it works Mm. and, and what it means. What do you think it means to supply chain professionals and the industry? Why is it so important? Yeah, well, it's, and that's a really great question. I, I think what has happened in supply chains, perhaps with a, a little bit of a delay behind other domains, which were probably more electronically connected or digitally enabled, uh, is it started to catch up to the idea that digital media and communicating through different mediums, in particular things like podcasts like we do, but also online through different channels and through social media, um, has become critically important. Because if you can't engage with someone face-to-face and you're not going to be able to build that trust with them like you could previously, you need to have a voice that they understand and that they listen to and that can enhance their experience with what you're doing. So we, for instance, hosted a group that came over from the United States and we did a podcast for them and it was amazing to meet Logic's board in person. Um, but what we did prior to that is we let all of the people that we knew and we pumped it out through our network and various other people um, we, we let them know what these folks were doing in advance so that as they came to these different events and as they heard different stories about the founder and what their company had achieved, they were, they were ready. They actually had this pre, pre-event, um, pre-interaction warm-up to what had already happened. And that was just one little example amongst many where we've been able to see how a digital transformation can really make a difference in the life of a company because Logic's board and a bunch of other operators are very au fait with connecting with their audience through lots of different channels. But across the supply chain, there's a lot of folk who are just starting to realize that this avenue is something they need to explore. They're starting to realize that brands need to say a different story from their mouthpieces than they've been saying previously. They need to engage audiences in a much more familiar fashion. Um, the people who found their organizations need to have a voice in the industry as not just an influencer, but someone who would be respected. And so we've seen that transition occur more rapidly over the last yeah. 24 months because people have had to do it out of necessity. How do I talk to my people if I can't mm-hmm. physically meet with them or, or pick up the phone in some instances? I need to have a different channel to do that. And so we've seen the acceleration of that occur. And across Asia Pack, we're starting to see more demand for the things that we've been talking about over the last 12 months. We've had a little bit of a slow start, I have to admit. We've been disrupted ourselves on a few occasions with lots of different things. Um, but we're really keen for the next 12 months to solidify what we've built to date and to really branch out to those companies and to those industry professionals who are looking to amplify their voice, to tell their story. And yeah. um, that's why I'm excited about it. Well, and I think digital content in itself it should really be made to support the supply chain professional 
in a variety of different ways, including being a resource, right? Mm. One of the things that we do at LTSC is having those companies come on and really Mm. break down what is it that they actually do, Mm. right? Without somebody having to go through their sales process. Tell me about your business. What exactly do you do? Give me a real life example of how you've helped a customer. Because if I can hear how you've helped a customer, then I can really paint a picture in my mind of how you can help me or maybe not help me with my supply chain challenge, just depending on what that is. And I think that if we're putting out, you know, digital content in a way that really supports those supply chain professionals that we were talking about before right? That have all these challenges, that change is coming so much faster. And how do you stay up on top of all of that? Well, you do that through digital content. You do that through podcasts Mm. and live shows and hearing from different people Mm. and different perspectives, right? That's one of the things that Blended has really um, brought together for me as well and the impact that we're Mm. creating from a perspective standpoint as well. So, um, What does franchising, let's talk supply chain in Asia Pack, really mean to you? Like, what has this experience Mm. been like? And for Mm. the audience, you've probably seen my posts because we're looking at Let's Talk Supply Chain Europe and Africa Mm. and South America. World domination. We're we're looking at world domination. (laughs) We're we're seriously, though, we're looking at going global. And we're already in talks for our second franchise in 2022. And Mm. to be honest with you, it's been such a pleasure to work with Jonathan and his team to really talk about how we do things and dive Mm. into what this can actually mean for a brand. So tell me about Mm. your experience, because I know my experience. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good question. I, when I started, I mean, we we were exploring this um, 12 or 18 months ago to start with, and then we started formalizing it, getting into all the mechanics of it. Um, and as I was going through it, it took a while for me to understand the power of what we were starting to do. Right. Um, and the reason for that is a little bit slow in the uptake, I have to admit that. Um, but when it comes to my own understanding of what content can do, um, I was very naive as to how many ways it can be transformational. So a little proud moment, actually. I was talking with someone who had heard some of the stuff that we had done and we'd recorded some things for them. And they came back to me and they said, you know what we've just realized? We can take this same content and we can turn it into a blog post. We can turn it into a podcast of our own, a mini little ad for what we're doing. We can get our founder talking about the products that we built. And they just outlined everything that you've taught me about how this sort of content can work. And I was like, oh, that's a proud little moment. They've actually learned something, discovered something for themselves, which I think is incredibly powerful, which is you can use your voice in different ways. It's not just someone hearing you bang on about some certain topic, it actually can be used in a different way, which other people and different companies, they they can use it and digest it in a way which is palatable to them. And so when I started out on this journey, I didn't have an inkling of that at all. I thought it was one of those things that you're like, oh, you listen to a podcast every now and then. It's kind of a a novel way to communicate some sort of message. Mm -hmm. But for us and for me personally and for then the company that I lead, it's become an incredible way for us to tell our story and to be part of the industry and engage with industry professionals and to get the sort of feedback which really warms your heart. So it's just amazing when someone says, I heard what you said about that and it really resonated with me because of this reason. And you think, wow, I, I didn't, in some instances, I don't even remember saying that, <laughs> what you just described. Um, but what you realize is that people pay attention if what you're talking about is going to impact them in a way that you probably didn't even know. 
So I didn't even know that in Asia Pack one there was a need for some content like we've uh, covered off in the last year. I didn't know that people were going to be keen to even push into our region for certain types of supply chain engagement as they have. And I didn't know that the ground was as fertile as it has been because um, we've, we've got requests from lots of different people about things that they can do and, and visions they've got to transform the industry. And we're like, there's only 24 hours in a day. I just really wish we had more time <laughs> to spend. Like, like one company came to me and they said, we want to become the go-to platform for sticking industry professionals together because we feel like there's not a unified voice. And I was like, that's absolutely what we want to be a part of. We want to be part of a transformational industry-based change, like a broad-based change in the industry. And so when you get that sort of feedback, you think, gee, it's a a privilege to be able to do this and it's a pleasure to do it. And every time we create a podcast episode, and for us it's been few and far between, but stay tuned to the next year that's coming. We're ramping up the uh, frequency of our podcast episodes. Um, When we've done it, I've, I've always been personally touched by what I've learned, by what I've heard, and then subsequently the impact that that's had on other people. So it's been a yeah. wild ride, but it's been it's been such a privilege. And I think connecting people together is really the best part and drawing out their stories, right? Finding mm. out what that founder journey has been or, yeah. you know, what the product looks like and what it actually can do for somebody. Because think about mm. it. If you can talk to a company and have them transform a supply chain, somebody's supply chain, or maybe a supply chain professional's day, you know, just by being able to talk about the solution that they maybe didn't even know was out there or anything like that. Like to Mm -hmm. me, that's the impact. That's the change that we're really able to facilitate, right? Because that's what we're doing. We're just facilitating conversations. We're hosting conversations. We're having conversations. We're we're putting the content out there. And I think the the other thing that's really important around the industry right now is technology, right? Everybody's Mm. talking about technology. They're all talking about digital transformation. We've got DC Mm -hmm. who hosts her own live show on Let's Talk Supply Chain once a month about digital transformation called Action Items. And there's a lot of people listening to it because we hear those mm. words over and over and over again, technology, visibility, mm. digital mm. transformation. Everybody's kind of like putting their fingers in their ears going, Oh my God, <laughs> I don't know how much more I can hear about all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's only so much that we, that we know about it, that we can learn about it, you know, especially while mm. trying to have supply chains function and things like that. And so technology is really playing a big role and there's mm. technologies all around the industry, right? To mm. solve for all sorts of challenges. And I don't know yeah. about you, but I'm also seeing technology companies from outside the industry be like, this is a great industry to be a part of. And we yeah. want some of that pie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so you're seeing people, companies and, and people from all over the place. So what's your take on technology? What are you hearing in sort of your region mm. about supply chain professionals kind of talking about supply, uh, supply chain tech? Yeah, so I, I'll reference this with two examples. One, we're chatting with our good friends from Bastion recently about recruiting and how people, uh, are, they're finding it difficult to place people into um, various jobs, not because there's a shortage of, of uh, certain skills, um, broadly speaking, but because what they've seen is that shortage of skills specifically around technology have become such high demand um, that the people who have those skills are just being poached between organizations and 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 so their their job as recruiters is to find someone who's 
niche for a position that's necessary, but they're realizing that there is this massive gap because of acceleration in demand for certain skills that haven't evolved naturally over time because time hasn't been the best friend of the companies who've, who've been forced to adopt those new technologies. And so they're finding it complicated to maintain stability in some of these folks' mm-hmm. employment scenarios because they're just actively being poached. Like the comment from um, Bastian was that in the Asia-Pacific region in particular, you've got two predominant massive FMCG retailers over here um, that are um, ubiquitous in across Australia and the ANZ region. And even those companies at that scale um, find it hard to attract and retain talent because outside of the region, you've got people who are like, oh, great, you've learned that entire that skill set which is necessary for my operation. I'm just going to pick you up and take you out of the, the industry. And so right. you realize that there's certain things that you need as a supply chain professional to learn because you can put yourself in a position of high demand. You can you know, call your own shots when it comes to your salary. In fact, on that episode that we recorded, um, the quote was, um, you, you should go to your, your boss and ask them for a pay rise. And I thought that's so great. I think, and some of these people are like aggressively saying 25, 30% on what they're currently getting paid because they know they can get that equivalent salary somewhere else where there is such demand um, for their skills. So technology infused into a skill set for an industry professional, I think is an important aspect of what we're talking about here. But technology in general, I think uh, fascinates me in so many different ways. And you've already mentioned, you know, warehouse in the sky, warehouse in the ocean, um, drone-based deliveries. Where I was talking at an industry event just last week, and and heard someone say that our the largest supplier of um, um, logistics and and postal services in Australia is going to move towards drone deliveries, and they think they'll they'll deliver about I think it was thirty million or three hundred million items over the next twenty four um, forty eight wow. months. Um, you know, it's a massive acceleration of that. And that's contingent on lots of different things, including regulation and the actual drone technology itself and so on. Um, But you're looking at an explosion of demand for certain types of technology that can functionally and practically transform things that we're doing. And in particular at scale. So what we talk about with global supply chains, and you and I talk about this a lot, and we hear this from industry professionals often is we've got a problem with scale as in there's a lot more people now that we're catering to and those people want just in time. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're also trying to cater for just in case because of supply chain resilient (laughs) problems. Um, And those people have an app-based experience which is cloud-centric where they know where their stuff is right at this moment. Um, And if they can do that for a pizza, then why can't I do it for a shipping container? Mm -hmm. Like there's there's the change in um, consumer habits which drives a technological change but then there's an internal change inside supply chain which needs more efficiency. And so I'm interested in both of those things because I can see that people need to contribute to the technological changes that are necessary, but also technology needs to fill a gap, which we all have, that a lot of us are working our way through and the pandemic has dramatically accelerated, the gap where a skill that might be uh, there, that might be necessary, that might be available, isn't. And technology needs to step in and say, well, I can actually smooth that over. And we're seeing that with everything from artificial intelligence through the implementation of IoT sensing, intelligent containers and everything in between. You're seeing gaps being filled. Um, And I think with increasing scale, and I feel like the world population is probably only going to increase even incrementally over the next five or 10 years, um, that we're going to have to think of smarter, more intelligent ways to do this better. And I think technology gives us those options. 
Absolutely. And technology, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring that up was because I wanted to talk about ships. So Mm. as most of the audience knows, and if you don't know this, I've been talking about and working on a brand called Ships. And it's really from the days of, it's really from my freight forwarding days. So if you don't know this, I grew up in freight forwarding. I spent a lot of time in operations, a lot of time in sales, and really got a good idea of what both sides of the equation really needed and looked for. Mm. And I set out to build a technology. And while I did that, I built the brand called Ships. Now, it's been a little bit, you probably haven't heard me mention (laughs) it too, too much over the last little bit. I'm not going to go into the full story about it, but... One of the things that Jonathan and I got talking about as we've built our, you know, relationship, our, you know, Mm. business relationship, our personal relationship across the Mm. pond, really, because you're in Australia and we've done it all by Zoom. We've done it all by Zoom, people. (laughs) Um, We started talking, we started talking about the brand and we started Mm. talking about what Jonathan and what his team are doing and what they're Mm. looking to create and who they want to be in the industry and Mm. what I really wanted to do in the industry as well and how I wanted to make an impact. And so the announcement, and this will be the end of part one because we will go into part two in just a minute and you'll have to go over to Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack to hear part oh. two is, we need a drum roll. Anyways, is that Jonathan is now the proud owner of the brand called Ships and him and his team are building the technology around that brand to mm. really transform the industry. And yeah. so I am just really excited and proud to announce this. I will have, I will be working with them in some capacity. Um, mm. And so this is the announcement to let you know that Ships has been transitioned and moved over to Jonathan and his team. And I couldn't be more proud. Yeah, so, well, I, you should be. Thank you so much, and you should be right proud for what you established. Um, shipz.com, a little five-letter domain, which for you personally and for your own journey means so much. In particular, because your original thought about transforming the industry lives on, and so what we can do with our team, with the technological um, guys that I work with, and the engineers that I have the privilege of working beside, we can take what you started and bring it out to the wider industry and bring about that change that you envisaged all those years ago. And so I'm really excited about that. Uh, We're really excited about taking over uh, where you left off and working alongside you as we bring about some of these changes that we've already mentioned that need to come about in the industry and uh, and can really help a lot of people. And so that's what our mission is going to be for ships.com. Awesome. Well, to find out more, so that's the end of part one. To find out more, go to Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack for part two. Subscribe to them on Apple and Spotify so you don't miss this episode. Or you can find Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack on letstalksupplychain.com and go and listen to the episode because we're going to dive really deep into that journey and what that looks like Um as a brand and as a product and what that actually means to you as a supply chain professional. So head over to Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack and we'll see you in a minute. What are your business's supply chain challenges? Too much inventory on hand? Too many disruptions and stockouts? Are there too many steps and touches involved? 
If you have a vision for improvement, Fastenal can tailor a solution to help you get there. From automated bins that monitor your inventory 24-7 to vending devices that let you control and track the products that keep your business running. Fastenal has the ability and experience to help your supply chain. Go to fastenal.com forward slash LTSC to see how they do it. Fastenal, where industry meets innovation. If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to our YouTube channel, the Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube channel, or our website, letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. And if you're having a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So definitely head over to the website, put in your keyword in the search bar and everything, all of our content will come up and uh, you can find out who can help you with your challenge without even picking up the phone. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of Blended, when I'll be joined by a powerful panel to discuss the things at work no one wants to talk about. This month, we'll examine tokenism. If you enjoy our show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to Let's Talk Supply Chain on YouTube and subscribe to our newsletter over at Let's Talk supplychain.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. Plus, if you want to get that supply chain dictionary, it's 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions to help you in your supply chain career. If you want to get that for free, head over to Let's Talk Supply Chain on Instagram and DM us talk one. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, you can also rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.